0: Are you gonna get the Guardians of the game?
1: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I wanted to play as other the other characters. I didn't want to just be Star Lord.
0: Who you want to play as, Drax? <laughs> you want to play as Drax? Is that no, I don't want done? to be no damn Drax. But like, <laughs> I would like to be somebody. I don't know. You want to be Gamora? The gays love to pick
1: this
0: up. <laughs> <I>, maybe <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Anyway.
1: <laughs> all right y'all welcome back to another relaunch um how's everybody doing uh we are here what's up everybody i am lz i
0: am keenan how are you all today how are you today lz
1: i'm doing good you know i um it's been a long week uh um, oh, we are kicking off like this new fresh start for us you know got some pretty exciting things coming out um so yeah, it's been it's been a long week, but it's I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, you know,
0: my week was similar. It was like long in the beginning. No, actually, it was going by pretty quick, and then I had like Wednesday, and then it mm. just started like creeping along, creeping along. Got Thursday, was fine. Friday though, Friday was bad. So, I was, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I was working for at least 15 hours on Friday because that was not the regular like little nine to five. <laughs>
1: We need to like i know i'm finna sound very like let's tear down and everything right now but like we need to change this y'all
0: <laughs> because, they, like... work, they need it they need it we <laughs> work but like the four day work weeks, let's do it not working at all okay that's what it's about let's really let's like, get there <laughs> let's not work at all but one yeah. problem at a time i will say that
1: when i finally have been able to catch up on castlevania mm. and um wow some that great is. animation in that show. Shout out to Powerhouse Animation, because they've been really killing that. Okay. I haven't started watching the He-Man reboot. I... I, heard I watched it. Like, pretty it good, was probably, but like, the story wasn't that good.
0: <laughs> I th- I was, no, I was about to say, I think it just reminded like, it confirmed that I'm not a He-Man fan. mm mm-hmm.
1: because... I mean, we also need to stop with, like, at some point, we gotta stop bringing shit back.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah i was trying to think because i was thinking because i still really i want like another so i don't know if people know but i'm a huge thundercats fan uh and so like i really want another thundercats cartoon and i have like five times now but so they, they're never given their property. We had that one reboot um, that was like 2011 or something like that, but it wasn't well received because the toys weren't selling, so they canceled that prematurely. I liked that reboot. It was good! It, it was really it good. I think Powerhouse did that icons the i th- think shout out to them. that was the, that was good and so that one got canceled and then they did the thundercats roar but that was kind of like in the st- that like new art style um like steven universe and stuff like that and it's very the new aquaman cartoon that's coming on hbo max is also going to be in that style um but you know a lot of people don't really like that one for some reason so i thought i think it's fun but it's obviously geared towards the younger audience so i want like a new thundercats cartoon i also would really appreciate a new Animorphs reboot
1: oh Okay. Okay. Well, and maybe some things could come back. Stop bringing things back. But I, <laughs> it's like, we're good. We're good. Animorphs, I did. I used to go up for Animorphs back in the day.
0: That was the, Cassie, my girl. <laughs> that was
1: the what? Yeah, flipping the page. Okay. Um, let's get into these comics of the week. First up, we have uh, Winter Guard number two, and this is written by Ryan Katie with art by Jen Balzadua. and um, I have been really enjoying this. You know, I'm a Dark Star fan. And um, she has been getting some pretty interesting, like, takes in this. This stars, like the rest of the Winter Guard, previously Yelena and the Red Guardian are pretty much, like, on the run from them because the Winter Guard is trying to bring them back into uh, the whole, into the fold and everything. Which, you know, that can kind of get a little boring because a lot of times when they bring characters like these back around, it's the, we getting the band back together. Or, you know... Yeah this person isn't in the band so we got to go find them and bring them back but i like what they were able to do as far as like push the characters forward and give them some stuff to do um because again i I don't know what it is about yelena but (laughs) she just is a breakout
0: so she's had she's she's be one. you know it is so satisfying to see this and hear this and just like know that the people are really coming around to yelena belova because I have been screaming that name for years. You have never. I, like, I never forget reading. Um, There was one of the Richard K. Morgan Black Widow Marvel Knight's miniseries, and she popped up in there. And I was just like, oh, this I was like, who is girl. this? <laughs> and I just, like, yeah, I just went back and I was like, yeah, this is the one. She just needs her moment, so it's good to see.
1: Yeah, so in this, she's pretty much been on the run and trying to catch up with Alexi while also like kind of working with him um the red guardian and uh she's trying to catch up with him while the winter guard is out tracking them so with this issue we spend most of the time with the winter guard darkstar has some really interesting conversations with this other member of the winter guard called chernobog which i guess he also has connections to the dark force but like so many
0: people have connections to the dark force
1: but, like, they explicitly say that she, Darkstar, did something different with it. Because, like, he came out of this portal and he was like, oh, you know, we used to, like, his, whatever he is. I don't know what he is. I don't know much about the character. But whatever he is, he says, you know, we used to use the Dark Force or whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, I use it now. He's like, oh, I like what you did with it. And you know how I used mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, why is hers, like, colored yellow? Why is, <laughs> where like, mm-hmm. I don't know if something, they're trying to, like, you know, hint at something that there's this, like, crazy or mystery with her, um, but we'll see. Maybe that's like
0: I- in reference to her being a mutant. Because I think I asked you that when you did the Dark Star panel that one time, I was like, usually mutants have like some something else when they're connected to uh, some type of force like magic and Limbo and Namor and the uh, wings on his feet. So maybe like that's why her stuff is yellow because she's a mutant.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we'll further get further explored in here because they are trying to say that there's something going on with it- her, or the dark force or whatever. Only thing that's going to piss me off about that is if they never, like, circle back to it. I hate when I get, <laughs> you know, I hate when I get, like, a little bit of tidbits like that, and then it's like.
0: <laughs> you never see it again. <laughs> you never
1: see it again. <laughs> um, but they, the teams ends up splitting, and they are trying to go catch up with a Red Guardian. He's basically giving them the chase, and long story short, uh, they never end up catching up with him they find out that they need to go to chernobyl because they think that's where the next stop where alex is going to be because every time they try to find him in one of his like safe houses he's gone already yeah uh, and then we get this scene at the end and who is at chernobyl but the vampires and a a certain vlad tempish says that he would like to speak with the winter guard and we all know that's dracula so
0: my God. They going. The Vampire, shout out to the vampires. They're having a great year in Marvel right now. Okay, they've gotten a resurgence. They've had multiple story arcs. They are popping up all over the place. The brand is being built. Shout out to Which it makes sense. Blade's got a movie coming out.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I was wondering why they keep popping up because like. I don't really like it, but
0: <laughs> I see what they do I see what they <laughs> do there's, there's, there's a very small but loud contingent of you, of your type that's, like, very against the Vampire Nation thriving I right now. Don't like,
1: I don't like vampires. I, I don't know.
0: That's a personal problem. <laughs> um, good issue.
1: Um, all right, y'all. Um, I would give this issue a,
0: a three out of five. I really like the art. I really like yeah. the art. Uh, Jan Pelz's um, do is fantastic. I, I've been following her. I haven't necessarily been following her, but I've been hearing her name a lot. Uh, they launched this comic company called Lion Forge back a couple years ago. I want to say it was like oh 2000- yeah, something like that. It was um, a bunch of diverse creators telling diverse stories, trying to be like the new big thing. They've had a couple of fun books. Uh, Noble was one that I kept on with. But Jan I remember had-
1: everyone kind of uh, suggesting I should read Noble because it was yeah. like. A black telekinetic yeah. mayor <laughs> i
0: like that a lot um but jane Bells dude was like one of the artists for a book over there so i remember her from that so shout out to her for like yeah and going strong
1: yeah shout out to her i really like their art um all right up next is action comics 1035 and this is written by philip k johnson and uh, sean lewis with who does like a backup story in this and the art is by daniel sam perry and okay okay let me just you go ahead and get this out of the way and just say this now everybody knows that i am the like you see me at the anti-superman rallies okay <laughs> you know i am okay. nobody's superman fan but okay. i did read this <laughs> because, oh, okay okay and not, and not just this i went back <laughs> and got like all of okay. the rest of these issues for that philip uh johnson had been writing because This is good. You have been going up for this, like, for so much on here, and I have been seeing a lot of people on my timeline, like, go up for Action Comics. Everyone's been saying, like, this has been kind of like a renaissance for Superman, because I guess, like, his books weren't too great. I wouldn't know, because, like I
0: said, I I don't really... I I mean, I wouldn't... I don't know, because I didn't read them. I don't know if I would not say they weren't that great. I feel like a lot of Superman fans, from what I saw, they felt like they were just getting the same type of story over and over and over and over again. Like, there was nothing new being done with Superman. This is new for me. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Exactly. Period. And it's like... From what I've ever seen in Superman, whether he's guest starring in other people's stories or whether he's got some big event going on, like, this is all new for me. Superman has very much kind of been, like, the peacekeeper. He's very hands-off. He knows that he can do so much, so he tries to stay out of the drama, and this is very much a Superman who says, I'm finally going to get involved. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, again, there's this underlying story of him losing his powers and how his abilities are fading as John's getting stronger and kind of coming up to be the new thing. And then again, John knows that there's a point in time in the future where Superman leaves and just doesn't come back. And so Clark is facing all of these things and he's facing this reality. And it's like the way I've been doing the superhero job, however long, doesn't work. And it's just like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's good. It's um, it's really good. Really rare-written stuff. Uh, this issue, we pick up with the girl, Tao La, I believe that's how you pronounce her Kryptonian name. Um, She has basically had been told again by Mongo that she needed to go finish her job, and she needed to kill the loved ones of Superman, so she's doing what she was told, because the last issue, she was kind of attacked, and they told her, you need to hurry up and do what you need to do because you're kind of, like, falling. We are watching you, and... Mm-hmm. You're like falling for these creatures, um, and instead of killing them, so she is going off and attacking them, and John is stopping him. Beautiful art, like Sam I Perry. don't know how we need to get Sam Perry. <laughs> you Perry know,
0: is like it. Mm-hmm. I need, ooh, I know who I need him to draw. Oh, he would do some good Blue Marvel. Yes, he would. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going
1: to work on that. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, we get this entire fight between uh Tao and some of the Superman characters. Superman himself comes in and kind of breaks it up. Um, and he is telling, she's telling them, like, you know, I never wanted to do this, but I kind of have to. Superman mm-hmm. tries to stop her. And there's this, like, machine, I don't really know what it was called again, but, like, it causes her all this agony because it, I think it's teleporting her or, like, killing her at the same time. I'm not sure, but... Mm-hmm. Superman ends up kind of taking it from her and trying to take it and it like teleports him to mongo on Warworld, and they have a whole meetup and he says you know they do the whole i'm coming for you thing
0: yeah. <laughs> you know and mongo loves it because this is all this is all mongo wants he's been setting this up and I, that was actually one of the things that i love that so many of the characters lowest uh batman when the league shows up a little bit later they all let clark know they're like this is an obvious trap Mongo is obviously doing all of this because he wants you to come to him and like that should worry you why he's being so bold and Clark is still just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go regardless. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like he's this like, is like
1: I don't really know Superman like that, um, because I don't read his books, but like I do feel like I at least know like the core character of him. Like I can't can you tell you the cartoons. I'm- I've seen the cartoons and like, you know, I've read him in a bunch of Justice League and everything, any type of appearances and stuff that he's had. But like, this feels very much like the like the force of Superman, you know, yeah, um, when the league does show up, they're like trying to, they basically kick him out and tell him Which, that- And, that,
0: and that, like, <laughs> like, that's mind blowing, like Superman is getting kicked out of the Justice League. When have yeah. you ever heard something like that happening? <laughs> <laughs> like Literally, what?
1: It's a group and say, uh, We're kicking you out because like they they you we know you want to go to Warworld but like we have to stay here on Earth because all of these people are getting involved with trying to get this uh, Genesis stone and
0: so we got to kick you out
1: the league sorry
0: (laughs) but it's like and I love how even though they're kicking him out the league there was still such a level of respect it was very much like we're telling you this please don't get mad (laughs) I don't know what Naomi does (laughs) no one does. (laughs) still
1: don't really know what she does um then we pretty much are getting these heartfelt moments from clark as he hugs um john before he tells him like he's gonna go off and then he tells lois they have this really beautiful thing in the sky where he wants to fly with her you know he gives her a little thing you know they do a little Mm. thing before he leaves (laughs) and then he meets up with the authority at the end before they're getting ready to go to war world which was so dope to see that like The series that had uh, already kind of got me into reading superman currently right now Mm -hmm. um is being tied into this um and kind of meeting up together i think this really could
0: yeah this is the authority stuff is fantastic like Mm -hmm. i don't know like yeah this this is like (laughs) me right now at dc it's like i have never been more excited to read about somebody and so i i know there's a lot of like differences in the two books um yeah, you know, I actually was like throwing some fun shade at the title. And of course, the writer of the book saw it. And so he was <laughs> like, <laughs> <See? laughs> Philip Kennedy Johnson, please don't be upset. I, sh- I like champion this book all the time. But um, we were talking about how like, you know, some of the things that Grant's doing don't really fall in line with the continuity of this one. But he was saying that the whole thing that Grant's doing in Superman and the Authority is basically telling how Superman deals with a lot of space and time issues. And so like all that's going to make sense. Like there's something else going on there. So I was like, that's really cool to know they're connecting the books like that.
1: Yeah. I want to see how daddy Superman is going to meet current Superman. Yeah. And um, I forgot that in this same issue, I think, or maybe a previous one, we saw that when Superman took the stone, he had this like vision, mm-hmm. and the symbol that he saw—that was the—that's future Superman's S symbol. So like, uh, I wonder how what's what's going on there. And again, I really still kind of hope that Mister Miracle joins this team. I think so. The way that those Midnighter backups are working, it looks like. He might They're be kind of like, like
0: building him into that world. But now also yeah. that I'm thinking about it, so like, now that I mentioned the space and time connection, I also want Hawkman to join this squad.
1: Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. You that know, I love oh, you, Yeah. My you do be staying.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what would you give this issue? Four out of five. for sure. Same. like continually yeah. enjoy it. Like I'm so enthralled by the story. I know Daniel Sand Perry is going to be leaving soon. I can't remember if I, I don't think this was the last issue. I want to say the next one is his last issue. I'm crossing my fingers that it's the next one. Um because I want to see more of his Midnighter and Steel. But I need his Apollo. <laughs> 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 but um yeah, so like shout out to them for getting me into Superman. Yeah, for real. Um okay,
1: up next is Astonishing Times number three by Frank Barbary and Aris quinones with art by Rari Coleman. And this is the comic that I've been talking about that I literally picked up off the strength of the one character looking. Yeah, yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. comicology original. And I just got into it because the one dude looked like me. I thought he looked dope. So (laughs) Uh, I got into it. And this issue is the one about him. So uh, this is basically giving out his whole backstory. Kind of what I've been saying with the first two issues. There's been this one... uh, rogue I guess you can kind of call him hero named Koken and when I looked it up I think that means like samurai or like metal or something in another language um and he's like kind of got these two swords kind of like a samurai and um he has been investigating the murders that have been happening around where I think I told you before there was this one cosplayer who got killed after he dressed up like the one a hero um he believes that infinite is responsible for it. and this issue, we pretty much get an entire backstory of Infinite while um, Koken has showed up to Infinite's spot and wants to question him. So what we learn about Infinite is that he is like, he's got powers like Wonder Man, so he can um, shoot like energy blasts and he's super strong and all that stuff. But like, something happened where this was this cataclysm. And he no longer wants to like just do superheroics. So he's been trying to convince other heroes to use their powers for, he hasn't said what his plan is yet, but he's like, I don't think that we could ever make changes by just being like doing superhero stuff every day. I think we need to start using our powers for something good. Like we can like change the world and do something bigger than what we have. And um, he's been getting some other heroes involved in it. And I personally feel like, let him try it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not all
0: right for you. <laughs> you <know?
1: laughs> hey, let him try it. Is he going to become the villain? I don't know. I like him I was so about to pop- say, it
0: sounds like he's kind of going down a little bit of a villain route. Yeah. I mean,
1: he didn't say like he was killing anybody and he denied it. So Koken like asked him, you know, hey, I know you're the one who kills, been killing these people. He's like, I didn't kill anyone. Like, that's not what we're about. Um, his whole place is called Olympus. And it's like off the grid and it's a bunch of other heroes. There's this person named Gwendolyn who has telepathy and she's like, he was like, you know, I'm going to escort you guys out. And Gwendolyn will give the mind wipe per usual, as you know, as you make your exit. And the entire time, uh, Rory, who is kind of like the point of view character is like in awe of all of this because infinite is the character he knew, you know, it's like us watching superheroes or whatever. And then you're meeting your superhero you probably wrote about okay Um, and he's like freaking out and koken like drops uh, some tea that's like hey why don't you tell him what really happened with his dad but they never like go there and infinite is like i think it's time for you guys to leave so something happened with his dad who was basically like the jimmy olsen of that era um something happened with his dad and we don't really know i hope he didn't kill him because I like infinite <laughs> and I don't want him no, to be like, no. I don't want him to be murderous. You know, if, okay. he, if somebody had to go, then I to now, so Not murderous,
0: but like, okay to kill.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he sounds like Exodus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I don't mind him.
0: I think, hey, let him try his plan. If it fails, it fails. Cool. Thank I'm you. glad. I'm glad that. Um, I'm glad that you saw it and like that the kid that's excited for that like looks like you is kind of like giving you what you need.
1: Cause that's yeah. what comics is about. He's dope. He did like cut off. I guess he used to when he was a hero. He had locks, but I guess he cut him off now that he's in his new era. Um, so I don't know. That probably means he is trying to be a little bit more like militant or something. I don't know. Should you ever cut your walks off? I don't know. Maybe eventually. I don't know. I, I feel like they I... become like
0: a me now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would like that. Please <laughs> if you ever like feel like you need to like text me first and be like, hey, <laughs> Should I'll <do> <laughs> be like, hold on. What's wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: I think about those moments, I'm like, I should just cut this shit out. I'm like, i I'm do it. <laughs> let's take a moment
0: <laughs> yeah. what would you um, rate this one
1: overall I honestly would give this issue a 4 out of 5 I really enjoyed the art Um, I really liked the backstory that they were kind of giving Infinite Um, I was hoping to dive into this character obviously because he's the one that kind of picked it up for me so for me this was kind of like the make or break like if I didn't really like him I don't know if I was really going to keep continuing on with the story outside of kind of learning how the story ends um, but this is an ongoing series, so I would like to at least like like more of the characters. Um, okay. Quarry is, Quarry's the main character, like he's cute because like you know he's like very plucky, but you this know. This is who you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. But definitely, really great art, some great coloring, and I'm I'm really interested in the story. Um, supposedly, like I said, something's going on with the dad. Um, I think he knows. Like, I bet he's got like infinite kryptonite. I bet. Mm, okay. You don't want that out. I bet that's.
0: Or he got a. I don't hope it's not a clone. You know I don't like that. <laughs> I, you might. You know the people love a clone. You might not like it, but the people love a clone. I know the people
1: love it, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Up next is Sword Number Eight by Al Ewing and uh Villanova. And this issue was the regent issue basically kind of what you can call it it's all about pretty much really establishing a storm as the Regent of Araco and really giving you kind of the inner workings of how that
0: mm-hmm. how that goes
1: down um we have lots of data pages about you know, like the inner ring and which how those all work with on arako we open the issue with this beautiful shot of storm like overlooking Araco, which is yeah. like all right this is going to give you like what you want? Yeah. you want from Storm?
0: <laughs> you, you know, powerful, powerful
1: girl. Yeah, yeah. And she's like talking, and we get these um, dialogue boxes about like how she is. She used this like atmosphere around her because obviously she can't breathe in space. Uh, mm-hmm. But she brought some atmosphere up for her, and she's been like using it. And I think it's really cool that it's like this dark cloud. Um, that's mm-hmm. really cool as she's going around surveying Arako. She's getting ready to basically go into what. They their, their have is like their crucible. Um mm-hmm. the Arako mutants. And she's getting ready to fight the uh what was his name? Calderic. Calderic? And he's like this molten creature, and he's basically going off about how he's challenging Storm for you know her spot. That's pretty much how things go on Arako. You want something, you challenge him for it, and it's either you win, or lose, or you No,
0: know, I love some ritual combat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was giving. And, you know, Storm comes in and shuts the fight down instantly with her powers and uh, freezes the guy. So, like, that was really nothing for her. And uh, the next scene we get from her is she's at this meeting, uh, meeting up with the, basically, their council. Um, Mm -hmm. And She, as the regent, has a seat on this council. She also gets two votes because she is the regent. So, I mean, she's the rule of the planet, basically. Anything she (laughs) says, she's the one that makes all the decisions
0: and um i will say that i really enjoyed tarn during this oh tarn is everything so i was going to tell you i actually went back and i um bought like the last two issues of hellions because i heard because i know that you said tarn appears in them and Mm -hmm. like i have come to the uh this conclusion excuse me that tarn is my favorite of the iraqi humans he's great right like he is his, that. A, guy. His Hellion's appearance was great. <laughs> and like, and like if he stays in Hellions, I'd stay with the book. Like, you know how say, I've been saying, I've been kind of having trouble connecting with the folks over there. I don't really care. Like, if Tarn's over there, I care. Yeah, yeah. I'll
1: he stay. is. He's fun. He's a lot of like, um, you know, that I don't give a fuck attitude, and
0: I love, I love an antagonist that is like, I'm okay being an, an antagonist. <laughs> same, <laughs> <It's> like, same. <laughs> You do not have to like me. You do not have to care. Like, I am not here to, like, win your sympathies. I think about the Night King on mm. Game of Thrones and, like, how he was just, like, I'm just here to destroy it. Like, that's it. And it's just, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no need to,
1: like, ask anything. That's it. Um, Did you notice that a lot of the, like, close-up shots of Storm's face looked like Michaela Cole?
0: Yes, I did.
1: it almost like the when it was trending about her being in black panther 2 that whoever was drawing this um sorry not whoever i know the artist (laughs) um that when the artist
0: was drawing this that that i mean again I, i i'm pretty i know it's not happening but Michaela was always my choice. Everybody, this is also Michaela Coel's stand account. Like, everyone knows that. I will marry her if I get the chance. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, that's the face.
1: She, yeah, she, Michaela for me, as Storm, I think she's gorgeous. But I've only ever seen her in, um, Chewing Gum. So, <laughs> I wouldn't want, I, I, I don't think I want Storm to be that. Well, that yeah, sense. no, she, I, I get sorry. that, but she wouldn't be that. I would hope I'm, not. <laughs> but the only reason I would say that is not because of Michaela Cole. I would be afraid of, like, Disney thinking, oh, well, she gave chewing gum. We can but, just make
0: Storm like that. Mm-hmm. And I would. She would. She's got the range. Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. my girl. Um, You know, so I, I want to say something about this issue. One, I need Frenzy to actually do something. You know, <laughs> I was really excited when she joined this team. I love Al Wing, but, like, I gotta, I gotta call it I'm, you know, I don't lie about these books. Mm-mm. The doll has been wasted. She's had a cute little line here and there, but like she's not doing anything. She has no story. Maybe I have a few things to say about this book actually. Number two, core, <laughs> <laughs> core <laughs> of the burning heart. I do love how on the low they have been um, darkening her skin. Yes, and like that, that's that been like cute like <laughs> <laughs> I was like they did that on the low that's been fun but I do like the dynamic of her and Frenzy um three while this issue is a spectacular for sh- uh, showing for Storm and like she beats the lava guy she has her issues in the uh, ring with Tarn they kind of have their moment in the crucible she needs something else <laughs> it's getting old it's getting very old And I I tweeted this. Now,
1: now when I say that, then people think I'm hating
0: on Storm. Well, I've always agreed with you. I just didn't say it (laughs) out loud. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think, no, but really, though, I think it... It just became a bigger issue here because with Storm as the regent, it was like a very exciting time. It's like, okay, now she's finally getting something to do. She'll be challenged. She'll have like these things to do. But like even here when she fights Tarn and he's using all his powers to do all of these horrible things to her, I'm reading it and the stakes still feel low to me because I know, oh, Storm's going to be okay. They're not going to let bad happen to her. And I feel like she really needs a moment to be challenged. She finally needs her break the bad moment. Yeah, and I don't want it to be that
1: she lost her powers and she fought back from that. Like, I get it. I get it. Storm is a tough-ass bitch, and she knows how to fight with a knife. You don't need to tell me (laughs) anymore.
0: (laughs) I promise. (laughs) It's just like, um, and you know, uh, Craig on Twitter, Omni Shambles, he made the point to me. He was like, he feels like E-Wing is kind of building her to that. A lot of the narration boxes had moments of her talking about how she's a Storm and she will not break for Arako, at least not yet. So he thinks maybe something might be coming. And I'm like, I can give that. But it's like, I don't, again, like you said, I don't want it to be something where she just loses her power, she grabs a knife, and she comes back to fight. Like, Storm, as much as people might hate to see it, she needs a personal loss. All of our heroes, for them to truly thrive and be great in these roles that they need to do, they need something to, they have to lose. Mm-hmm. She can get somebody killed, you know? But it's just Something. Like, something, <laughs> something. Something to wake the doll up and be like, what
1: is going on you know i've always so how... i've always said that my my thing with storm um is never that i dislike her is that she's been boring since like claremont left because she wasn't actually doing anything she's just been like right. nice <laughs> nice nice to look at like she's like <laughs> it's nice that she's out there you know mm. and she's there representing for the girls but like And her powers are dope, but like she would never really do anything. And I would hope that I thought that this regent era for her was gonna be like, all right, she's gotten this position. She's gonna be the one going out doing stuff. But again, it's just us. Look, it's this issue for me was like, look what Storm used to do. Remember when she, remember when Storm used to beat up people with just a knife? Mm, Like, remember when she flies into some
0: room and like tells everybody to look at her? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I thought the issue was good. I thought like the use of Tarn was fantastic. Again, Tarn I is like I thought the
1: issue was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I it thought,
0: was all right. It goes up for me because of Tarn. Like yeah. I feel like if he wasn't in it and Storm was just dealing with other people, I would definitely be on the all right side. I put it on the all right side for everyone else. Again, I would love Frenzy to do something. I would love for some of these other uh, characters to start getting their stories told a little bit more. Um, but I'm also trying to give some leeway to it because I know we are on the cusp of a relaunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for the for the X line, so some new books are coming and some other things might change around. So I was like, maybe we got to tread a little bit of water until we get to that.
1: Yeah. Which it sounds, I mean, probably going into the holidays or whatever, you know, as yeah. the rest of the year wraps up, things are ending, it's fine. Maybe the relaunch for Storm will be you know, something a little bit better than just her looking at something to look at. It's <laughs> like, My give me go. Yeah, My she deserves. And, like, she it's, like, it's it's right there. <laughs> she's,
0: she's, like, she's Marvel's most popular female character. Yes. Still. Like, even even
1: after, like, the rights things and all of that, like, she is Everybody from, knows who's pre, like, the premier female character is Storm.
0: And she deserves it. Mhm. Yeah.
1: What would you rate this issue?
0: Um, I would rate this a 3.5 out of 5. I think, uh, again, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought the stuff with Tom was really great. Um, I just cont- want to continue to see more of him. And I think the art, while it had some nice moments, some of the faces here and there were a little in. Eh. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was still solid. It sold it very well.
1: I would give this issue um, like a 3 out of 5. OK. Like, just, just barely getting that three out of five. <laughs> but like, <laughs> because, because, like, honestly, well, probably would have made this issue even better for me. I know it's probably going to sound basic because it's just powers, but if the fight with Tarn would have been the two of them using their powers against each other and I felt mm-hmm. like she would have actually had to, like, do something instead of just her fighting with a knife and proving that she can again, it would have been a lot better for me. But because it was still okay. just another hash of Storm fighting with a sword.
0: Okay. I can respect it. I can respect that.
1: I also feel I like agree. sword for me overall has been like top two, right? As like, mutants mm-hmm. in space. Hello. <laughs> but like the plot for sword like overall has been kind of lost. And I'd mm-hmm. like for it to even get back to it or we just ride it out into the relaunch
0: for us to get like a I feel like it's kind of it feels like it's kind of turning into something else. Yeah. Like what it was about like the mutants and space and kind of like uh the peak and all that stuff. It it feels like it's shifting more into a book about Rokka. Yeah. Is that something you would like to continue to read?
1: Or do I you want to so. get back to
0: like them on doing like missions out in space like Brandon her crew and like going out and doing stuff like that
1: I would need a little bit of both because honestly this sounds like everything that I love which is space mutants <laughs> you know this is basically Star Wars like all these creatures and mm-hmm. stuff and like different looking non-humanoid people on a planet or whatever this is some Star Wars kind of shit you know I love that so I I would hope that we at least get a little bit of both this is this this could maybe easily like we've talked about before with like cosmic things because like I know you don't really get too cosmic because sometimes they don't land on the planet. This would be the way that you would land on the planet by going from the peak into a if this was to become that.
0: Mm, I see that maybe it's maybe it's not for two books, one to give you like the peak and one to give you the keep.
1: I wouldn't be mad. I'm. I'd probably end up buying both, depending on depending on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And um, up next and the last book of the week, and certainly not least, is Inferno number no. one, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Valerio Schietti. And I, I thought this was a really solid issue. Um, it didn't like punch for me, like you know previous Hickman things. And yes, I will always say that this is a Hickman Stan account. I have uh, always been a big fan of him. He's probably my favorite comic book writer. Um, And for me, this felt like a reestablishing of where we are, right, because this issue opens with a first of all, it opens with it looks like Xavier and Magneto died and they were resurrected. And Emma was the one who kind of resurrected them. So we'll see what's going on with that. But um, we get a bunch of details about the missions and stuff that they have been trying to go on and fail, the X-Men that is trying to go on these missions to kind of blow up or- Orcas. And then we get a rehash of the Destiny and Moira stuff that happened in House of X number two, I think it was. Um, I think so yeah
0: oh no i think maybe it was her third life so it was too
1: um and i just remember that one being red i remember that, like the, the red remember when we had those remember those red issues yeah the <laughs> yeah and um yeah so we get i felt like this issue was like a reestablishing of that scene particular like bringing that back because it's like hey that was a few years ago remember this um a lot of things have happened since then and um this issue for me felt like more of a setup for like what's to come and like the Inferno. Obviously it's the first issue. So yeah. I liked it um, a lot. I really had a good time with it. Um but like I said, it's it was it was still more like setup than punch.
0: I was um I won't lie, I was really underwhelmed by the oh. issue. Okay. I think that like you said, it felt like a lot of setup. And I think that in this particular book, we only have four issues. So this isn't really the Fair. time for a setup. Um, and I think about Hickman and the way he writes and the way he's done a lot of books and uh, stuff. that I, I, You know, he's never been my favorite writer. Um, I consider him great. But... I've always appreciated how concise he is with his books, like everything you feel like it means something, like every panel, every page, every sentence, every word, like, you know, this is leading to something, you're going to see a payoff. Here it didn't feel like that. It felt like a lot of, um, we were playing catch up to other things that had been going on for COA. You know, that's understandable, like, we hit a pandemic, the line changed, the uh, books trajectories went different places, they do different things. So now it kind of feels like, okay, I got to remind you of all these things that I set up or that I'm trying to, like, hit on before I leave. And knowing that he said there were things, I think about he did an uh, interview where he said he wanted to put Rogue in the story to kind of do right. like, the Rogue, Destiny, uh, Mystique stuff. But he took her out because they just couldn't have space for it. But you repeated the entire House of X scene of Moira, Destiny, and that whole like burning thing and it's like yes there were a couple of dialogue changes here and there but at the end of the day it's like was that really important <laughs> we had to keep that in there and you couldn't actually show us like some type of new development or things like that um, I even think stuff like the Orcus mission seemed a little weird yes I understand you're probably gonna keep sending the same mutants because you don't want Nimrod to know too much but just kind of feeling like oh are the X-Men not learning anything from this? Are they not linking with the team anymore like they did on that first mission to at least see how they died, to see how the Nimrods are beating them? But because now instead, all you're doing is giving your enemies more insight into you. Like, obviously, as we saw in this issue, they're learning more about the X-Men, that they're resurrecting themselves, and that's why they keep coming back. Um, I think some of these things probably could have been shown in other books to give more room for this, because, I mean, there's not too much going on in some of the other books. Like, the Technet thing, I think that would have been really cool to see. Um, then going off, and like we could have saw that in Excalibur. Even some of these missions that Wolverine and, um, were going on, we could have saw that over in the X-Force. I agree. I would have liked to have seen that over there. So it's like, it just felt like we were wasting some space. And again, I'm pretty sure that the payoff of it will be fine. It will be worth it. It's Hickman. He tends to stick the landing more often than not. Yeah. But it, it just felt like we only got four issues. So don't be telling me you couldn't fit something else in there when you put this in here. <laughs> Something that I feel like it actually would have been important to Uh um, right. I will say the Destiny scene at the end, she did that. She Again. started in. She started in. She took her seat. That was a hot moment. I'm a uh-huh. huge Destiny fan, so I'm excited to see her. I think the stuff with Magneto, Xavier, and Moira was pretty good. I've come to realize I do not like Moira now. She is just so obnoxious. And I have to say, though, give it up to Hickman for
1: like making a character like Moira, someone who we probably all just thought was just this ancillary character and making her so important to this to the point now where like we're talking about hating Moira.
0: Like, okay. <laughs> like and it's like, and I think she even says it. She's like, you know, I'm like the most important person. I'm like the biggest secret you guys are keeping and all this stuff like that. Um, But, you know, she's she's petty. She's upset that Destiny burned her in that third life. So she's still holding that grudge. And now she wants to get Destiny out of here, but she's already back. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I think their uh, initial confrontation is going to be, like, fantastic. I think Hidden writes more, I mean, Destiny fantastically. So, yeah. Some very likable things in there, just also, like, uh, I think it was a fine issue, but as the start of this event, that's supposed to be his final story for the X-Books, I was the wrong.
1: That's fair. I feel like, for me, um, the setup for me also felt like he was cleaning up a lot of stuff, too. Before he kind of exited, he fixed the captain situation. You know, Gorgon had been dead, so that spot had kind of just been and open weird, or whatever. that was he's
0: alive again. Well, he's not like well, Gordon, the, right? And like then the Captain thing was weird like messed up. And even, excuse me, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I gotta say this too, because you Let's know my boy, got, yes. my boy got a promotion in this. Hello! He's yes! I, I thought you would but be happy for that. Even that, it like reeks of being the fall guy. It's like something's going to go bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I, can, I don't even know if I can fully find myself to be excited about this, because it's like you're giving him this position, but it's like so you know everything well, about to fall down and like burn mm-hmm. to the ground. So it's like, oh, so you setting him up to fail now? And then like Quanin, I'm sorry, I don't think she deserved the captain spot. It doesn't make sense to me narratively. I'm just, I understand like marketing wise and like. I was gonna say, just, you
1: gotta come on. You
0: know what I did. I know, and I get marketing and business why you make Psylocke the fourth captain and like do all that. But like the way she like strode up and then she was like popping off to Emma, girl, who are you?
1: Yeah. So like that whole scene. Personally, for me, I liked it because I like when Magic clapped back. Um, but like when Emma told the commanders, like, oh, you guys made this decision to, or whatever, and the first person to speak up was a Quanon saying, like, oh, yeah, like, we were going to do this, whatever. You don't get to say where, and we're just going to do what we want to do. I'm like, girl, you're new here. <laughs> I don't know why you are
0: um, speaking like, up like that. Like, don't nobody <laughs> know you. Like, they treat her like you're her homegirl, like, sister. No. Sister. <laughs> you shut up know no we just invited you so okay like you just made it here like <laughs> calm down did uh, you
1: know that uh, did you watch um real housewives of atlanta when um the one girl from destiny's child was on an episode um <laughs> i can't think of her name right now uh damn um latavia it was latavia, yes. mm-hmm. And she was on an episode and she told them that um, (laughs) she said there was one member of the group who told me that I couldn't speak up because I didn't sing too much. So like, I didn't have a (laughs) say. That's
0: That's what what it's given. given. (laughs) So I don't know. Again, like, I don't know. Little Miss Ninja Girl, she she just needs to watch it.
1: Yeah, I hope that like she gets a new suit, and um, I hope that they at least explore the fact that, like, they really don't know her, <laughs>
0: so. they
1: like, oh, we, yeah, we, draft, we drafted her on. Why? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, let's all go out as commanders and go get drinks.
0: We don't even know you. Why? <laughs> like, again, where is Danny?
1: Danny would have made a little bit more sense as as a captain. Damn. Oh. Danny's stuck in New Mutants. They ain't never gonna let her leave that. What would you break this issue? <laughs> <laughs> I would give this issue um I would give this issue a 3.5 out of five. Um I while I did think that it was a lot more setup and I didn't necessarily need a repeat of that uh that scene, is it is iconic. Don't get me wrong. It is um, it is iconic but I didn't necessarily need a repeat and this was more set up I did appreciate that they the Hickman established the who the commanders were and uh, promoting Bishop because I think he makes the perfect like I would read a
0: captain's book like with Bishop Bishop and the captains yes the captains honestly I feel like if the captains stick around after this event if it's still a thing they deserve their own book because really they're not doing anything else they're not so like <laughs> that would be great. You can even
1: throw in that War College with the cap- captains in the War College and all that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um. And I also did really like the the Moira Magneto, um, Xavier stuff in the No Space. That was great. Magneto opening that wine <laughs> with his powers because he was like, Yeah. Girl, I got some things to tell her and I'm just gonna drink my way through it. I I did like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I give it a three point five. What about you?
0: I give it a three. Um. I think it was fine issue the art carried it
1: did it just make the three
0: or it no it's like a solid three okay um <laughs> the, end, the ending truly of destiny walking into that council and like flailing like, her little cape and looking at magneto and xavier she did that mm-hmm. that's what's up and i really did like this the insane when, like they're going
1: on this whole spiel about you know who we should we have these open seats and Mystique, uh-huh. I'll just, out of the loop, well, I have someone that I think will okay. be perfect. <laughs> and all of the girls turning like, <laughs> my favorite, who was your favorite face uh, that?
0: Oh, like, Sinister Clapping, of course. <laughs> sinister, yeah. No, Sinister Clapping and Nightcrawler being gagged was yes. just like, okay, right. Xavier, who couldn't even look at Destiny in her face in the beginning, was just like, oh. <laughs> my
1: favorites were Sinister Clapping, um, and I did enjoy Exodus being like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is going to yeah. be some mess. So uh, that's going to be an interesting council meeting, which told me that like they should have had a council book.
0: Well, well what
1: maybe are you going to We'll see. All right. Well, that is the end of the comics for the week. Uh, let's take a break and then we'll come right back. All right.
0: Welcome back. We are here for another panel. And so this is about Star-Lord. I'm here to let everybody know. I'm here to let everybody know. Right into it. (laughs) We are in October and this is officially Star-Lord's month. The Guardians of the Galaxy game will be coming out later this month. And um, I hope you all have already pre-ordered it. And if you have not because you're still on the fence, I hope that you still get it when it comes out. I've been looking at a lot of the gameplay. I follow the Twitter account and it looks really good. And so. For those who don't know, Star-Lord is the only character who is actually playable in this Guardians game. All the rest of the team are NPCs, but you'll still be able to interact with them, using them um, in battle and, like, interacting with the backgrounds and everything with them. So they'll be around, but it's about Peter, Jason, Quill.
1: and Is it is it like, like you can tell them where to go, or do they just, like, join your party? Did you ever play See? Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Is it kind of um, like that?
0: I don't think you can, I don't think you tell them where to go, but I think you can literally, like, move sets on it, what it seemed like, is you'll be able to control their attack, so it's like, you'll still, okay. like, they're doing certain things, I saw one specifically where Star-Lord and Gamora were jumping, uh, they were, like, jumping floors together, so it would be, like, Gamora would jump first, and then Star-Lord would jump to her, and then she'd throw him.
1: Oh, cool, so you have, like, team-up kind of things like that that you can do with yeah, them. Yeah,
0: ex- that, exactly. Um, it's
1: like Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance, but solo. Right.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. That's the way to say it. Um, and then, you know, obviously they're going to do things like the costumes that you can get in there. It's just gonna. Be, it, it looks like a really good game. I wasn't expecting to be as excited or even like as a Star-Lord fan. I was not expecting to be as excited for it as I am. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with that um, and just to celebrate all of that, I've been doing a lot of Star-Lord reading. And I think everybody knows mm-hmm. that you've been to the show long enough. You know that my love for Star-Lord actually started while we were doing this yeah yeah <laughs> it you know I it was just like a slow I don't think I had any comic books that week mm-hmm. um, and so I just went back and I don't know I picked something up and I went and read this original Star-Lord series so for those who don't know Star-Lord was created in 1976 by Stephen Englehart Steve Englehart and Stephen Gann um, it was in a Marvel's preview it was just like this one-and-done story where Star, the backstory of Star Wars' mother had been killed by these aliens. He became an astronaut because he wanted to go to space because he wanted to go find these aliens so he could, like, kill them. <laughs> and Fair. while he was in the space program, he was, like, the number one cadet, but he was an asshole. Nobody liked him. He had a really bad attitude and when the master of the sun who was like this supreme being in space he reached out to this astronaut program and he was like you need to give me somebody to become my star lord and the star lord is going to be someone who goes across the galaxy meeting other planets uh being a peacekeeper." and obviously peter is like that's me i am the best one here i can do this and everybody's like absolutely not because this person has to be personable they have to be likable that is not you they lock him up and they uh give it to this other guy it drives peter crazy he like breaks out the uh prison they put him in grabs some guns he goes to like shoot the guy they're all about to kill him the master of the sun grabs him up and he says okay i'm gonna show you i'm gonna let you get your revenge he gives him the star lord suit he sent, puts him in this like dream-like sequence where he gets revenge against the astronauts who've done him wrong, the aliens who killed his mom. I'm like,
1: I'm like, I'm <laughs> liking this.
0: <laughs> like, amazing. Um, and so after he does it, you know, he pulls him out of it. Peter's like, Was that real? Did that really happen? The Master of the Sun is like, Does it matter? You got your revenge. How do you feel? What are you gonna do now? And mm-hmm. at that point, he says, Okay, now I'm gonna teach you how to be the Master of the Sun. And it ends and steve engelhard never comes back to the character <laughs> <laughs> um he basically like right after he told that story he left marvel so it's like he can uh Star just kind of fade to the distance but the whole thing premise of it was supposed to be this guy who traveled space going on these astrological themed uh missions so he would go to like venus to find love and he would there would be like war and mars and stuff like that okay. and but it kind of fell to the wayside oh, for, the, for the astrology girls living <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, and so you know he falls to the wayside but then chris claremont actually comes back and he starts to write star lord he gives him a couple stories he changes some of the origin around and he gives him like a really cool title um but we leave a lot of the astrology up it just becomes more like bounty hunters in space kind of space pirate type of guy That's all uh, kind of stuff yeah exactly um goes on a lot of missions uh he ends up getting Semi-popular, gets a few pop-ups here and there throughout the Marvel U. Um, he really jumps out when we get into Annihilation, a Marvel event that happened. Cosmic, I know for you, Cosmic Girl, it's the Cosmic Community. The Cosmic community, community, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets his own little miniseries in this one, and it's written by Dan Abnett. And it's just good. Dan Abnett or Andy Lanning? I think they were really working together. That's when they were known as DNA. Yeah. Um, it was just really good and it kind of like again doesn't revamp the story too much but it just reintroduces him for like a modern audience uh the astrology stuff is still left out but you start to build up a relationship that he has with some of the modern guardians we'll know to this day like Groot rocket mantis Gamora. um we also see like death cry in there then then um dna end up writing their own guardians run which is like again a fantastic read for anyone who has never read it before um it was like there were a lot of good Guardians runs back in the day when I came back and, like, realized as I was, like, taught, reading a lot of Star-Lord stuff. I okay. will say once the Guardians got introduced into the MCU. Mm. They
1: started to click down?
0: That's where they started to click down, you know. And I'm sorry to anyone who might love those stories, but for Peter, Jason, Quill, they were not the best. And th- and I say that because... Yeah. Y'all, y'all got it bad. <laughs> it got it bad. And I say that because the Star Lord who you've met and you've read in these comics was very different from the movie version that they introduced. He was more like comedic, kind of like, kind of a doofus, and like not good at his job. And so all of that synergy. It was Chris Pratt. <laughs> And then all of that synergy ended up carrying into the comic books, and so like for the last ten years or so, that's what your Star Lord was. Reach his backstory was changed. You had the whole thing where he was kidnapped by Yondu and raised by them. So you, it was more so that he actually wanted to become an astronaut, but he never was like enrolled in the program. He actually got kicked out of it. He was like, and he, you know what I'm saying? It was like, right, oh, he was thing. like the, the, the yeah, because he wasn't good. <laughs> and yeah, was like, <laughs> like that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> And so, you know, they start to do some kind of weird things. He does have a couple of series. Uh, Sam Humphreys writes one of them, uh, I think two of them, actually, the the legendary Star-Lord. But again, it was very much that MCU version of him, and then they ended up bringing him to Earth because he got banned from space, and so he got a job at a bar. I will say there was one fun thing about it is that he got this uh, partnership with the villain Shocker, who's one of Spider-Man's villains. Oh, okay. I do like Shocker. Shocker's fun, and, like, they had Mm -hmm. a nice little dynamic so that was interesting to see but it was like stuff like that happened. he ended up dating shadow cat Kate pride and that oh yeah
1: that don't know they got engaged
0: and that was not a good time i do not like that relationship at all <laughs> <laughs> they got engaged <laughs> and, you know, i'm usually not a, uh i usually don't hate when writers try and put like different characters together i'm very much a fan of like shaking up the table a little bit and especially intermingling the different franchises. I love when X characters and, like, General Marvel, you characters kind of interact. But that one just was not a good pairing. Mm-hmm. It, it was random. Some, it was very random. The personalities did not seem to match. Again, it wasn't the, like, Star-Lord that you were used to. And then Kitty also wasn't really going through the best time during that run either. Woo, so, yeah. <laughs> she even ends, ends up joining the Guardians for a little bit. And she mm-hmm. becomes a star lord of her own. Oh my gosh, I hope they don't bring that to the MCU.
1: <laughs> they probably they won't. They're skip that. Yeah. The same way that most people out. don't even want to talk about that, let's just.
0: No one's <laughs> right in <laughs> <and> the wrong path. <laughs> I would say, though, that I did enjoy out Ewing kind of like hinting to their relationship um, or like calling back to their relationship in that Guardian yeah. issue where they came to the Hellfire Gala. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go see if I can find Kate. We we're going to hang out on her boat. It's like exes who can be friends. That's cool. It's like, we weren't for each other. Especially now that they're both apparently bisexual. Right. So, right. It's a new Kate world. Has, <laughs> been, you know, they're giving it up. Um, but, you know, we go through a lot of the MCU versions of uh, Guardians. Bendis is at the helm. Um, uh, I think Don Cates wrote a Guardians run a little bit. That was pretty decent. But we get to our Ewings run the run that just ended not too long ago Mm -hmm. and again no one has seen the Master of the Sun really since like the Claremont time back in the 80s and it was like even then it was like it wasn't what it was so our evening comes on, this new Guardians star, run Star-Lord's having kind of these visions from the Master of the Sun. He's like, do you feel the basis of your life is wrong? And we, it really cleans up a lot of the continuity that they've done with Star-Lord and saying that this he is the Master of the Sun. He's kind of lived all these false lives and like different universes and like has these false memories of all these things that happened to him because it was like, this is just a part of what his new journey is in this role. And that was like awesome to see because it's like, yes, we're bringing Peter Jason Quill back. (laughs) I love that you differentiate by adding that Jason in there. Like, you got to the Peter Quill is what y'all know in the MCU, but Peter Jason Quill (laughs) Quill is who you want to read about. Um, And again, we talked about this a little bit last week when we mentioned how Guardians was ending and I was heartbroken because there's so much stuff that Al even was doing with Star Lord and just like Spartax and like the astrologers of Spartax yeah. and like what this, like he does with the element gun, his life back on Moranus, bringing the astrology uh, missions back. That's all stuff that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Like, bad. And that beginning like, stuff
1: I, up here with in Guardians was really good. Um, all that, like, it kind of felt like you were really getting back to the basics with, with Star Lord. Um, did you like his exactly. gun, the new gun he has, or did you like the like two pronged? gun
0: um i like them both and I, I i think the two prong one looks better
1: it looks cooler yeah <laughs> the laser tag gun looks, looks cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks good it's like and especially because you imagine it like in battle so you like see it shooting out and then, like splits yeah. apart and like, <laughs> it's hot um i definitely prefer that one a little bit more but i'm fine with both i think the element gun in general was like really cool thing that you can do and it, it, you think about all the possibilities we saw like Bits and pieces of it throughout this Guardians run, but like him mixing the elements to create like crystals. And um, I think on the issue where he was on Moranus, where he goes through that whole time frame where he meets the girl and the guy and they like fall in love and they get to their world through rule. He has a kid now, mm-hmm. and that's like another thing. It's like, what we we'll getting back to the kid? I really yeah. hope there's a Star Wars solo on the ride.
1: Like, do you think they give him another solo, or do you think that they uh, do another Guardians relaunch? they've had eight they've <laughs> in, had, like, a lot. in like the last like three years and they're not sticking Mm
0: they're not sticking and i'm not really sure why
1: i personally my guess is because i don't think people like the i don't think people want to read about the mcu version of peter quill they'd rather watch that because like whatever it's fine to watch chris pratt go be chris pratt but i don't want to read that like
0: Again, I now, <laughs> I, and again, I, I think as they kind of MCUified the Guardians, they've got become a little bit more humorous. And mm-hmm. the Guardians at their core, when you think, Gamora is the deadliest woman in the universe. And when have you when really like, felt like the deadliest woman in the universe? When was the last time you felt that from Gamora?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I exactly. don't think I ever have. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs>
1: because people bring her up talking about some, oh, well, Gamora, the deadliest woman. And I'm like, I'm not seeing it.
0: <laughs> it's hard to see. It's hard to see. But I mean, like, she had a moment, so it's like, yeah. It's not sticking. But again, I'm also at the point now where I do not want Star-Lord with the Guardians. For, I, I need a break. Yeah. This iteration like, of the Guardians. I liked when the Guardians became
1: this, like, whatever, at the end, towards the end of the Owl E-Ring run, where it's like now, like, a, a team. Like, a rotating team or whatever. So, yeah. like, they should establish the Guardians now. This is the Guardians of the Galaxy, and, like, this is what they do, and everyone else can kind of run off and have their own it's space, so everybody can have a solo out there, so.
0: Very much so. But, like, I want I want Peter, Jason, Quill to go back to, like, Spartax, be the star lord of, over there, doing what he needs to do, learning about his element gun, meets, being, spending time with his family. His sister? His sister, his black sister, Mm-hmm. you know shout out to her um the astrologer of Sparsex really getting into all of that stuff and what it means to be the master of the sun in these missions go back to have they
1: ever brought have they ever shown her mom or anything about her
0: not that i can recall so and it, and I, it's like crazy because she was actually introduced in like that hungry stuff oh okay so it was like it, you take the good with the bad yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but I, I, I really want something, like, specifically focused on Starlight. I think he is, like, such an interesting character. I think at his core, he's a man of mystery. And there's just always something new to find out. That, like, humorous guy, that's not really him. hmm Even though he he's, i think he's a character who has humor, but he himself is not humorous, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, everyone has a quip. You know, no one's yeah. just that dry all the time, unless you're, like, that boring. <laughs> Richard Ryder. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't say, too, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with you about Richard Ryder. I don't say too much about him because in the cosmic community, his fans keep us afloat. <laughs> because he's, popular. he's, he's really very popular. popular.
0: Yeah. I don't get it.
1: I mean, I, don't like,
0: get I, either. Cannot, I cannot stand Nova. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me, I don't see a buckethead. But yeah.
1: anytime you ask anyone what they want to see, is Richard Ryder. He's. I remember, like, when the
0: Sam Alexander boy popped up, like, people were hot. Yeah, they were hot. The, yeah. <laughs> they were hot because, like, a he, he was getting replaced, and then I think he was dead at the time. Yeah, he was dead. And they were like, oh, so it's like we're getting this new uh, Nova, and we can't even see him interact with Richard Rider. Mhm.
1: And it was like, and I don't really want to see. I Richard. don't think people. I don't think people were even that pressed over them having a new Nova, but like you completely got rid of the old one, and it's a core. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you can have way more than one. They just don't. Yeah. Want to. Okay. But uh
1: um, hello.
0: That's who we need to
1: wait for. I up. know y'all hear me. I know y'all hear me, that's Marvel. Need because y'all up. keep y'all keep giving Keenan his stuff. So I know y'all listening.
0: So hey. let's bring uh, let's bring back Eve. I will say on record that I do support the rise of Eve Bakian. Thank you. So, let's Thank you. Whoever's, whatever Marvel person has tapped into this.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> will say that I do fully support you got that. Got your clearance. Go ahead I and go don't. do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, she could go hang out with Star Lord for a little bit, too. That would be
1: hot, right? I really mm-hmm. like her. And, like, because, you know, I've really been looking for like that, like, space girl. Yeah. I, feel, I think that that would be her, like, her family and stuff. But they just really don't I don't know what they're afraid of with the Nova Corps. i will be Or Star Lord in general too cuz like you know I feel like like he was is very interesting and I like the whole like he was the best cadet and like really cocky
0: over the you know the You're doofus. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um
0: So I think with Star Lord now I think it's a you had what we had when they did try and push him as the solo boy Mm -hmm. Uh, and it wasn't that well received but there were a lot of other factors in that like you said i don't think people wanted to read about peter quill from the mcu they wanted to read about peter jason quill from marvel Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think now it's also just become like a thing of guardians fatigue and yeah
1: because like i said they, they didn't have like eight i'm like not even trying to be funny i think it was like eight (laughs) <laughs> relaunches.
0: It feels like, um, maybe, a good like, every year or every two years, we get something. Again, our Ewing's run is about to end, and we just got came off the cage run, and it's like, okay, now what's going to come next? Are we just going to be good on the Guardians? Because it's like, no, they're not going to just be good on the Guardians. They got movies coming out. They're going to be Thor. So, yeah, so, they
1: definitely aren't going to just, like, shelve that, that title, that name. They'll use it somewhere.
0: But if they do, I really just, I want Peter to be away from it mm. for at least two years at least two years
1: do you like his cast as like supporting cast because if he was out there by himself who else do you want with him gamora
0: no uh, <laughs> 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 all right no, not, at all. not at all um i think i think if you do i think if you do peter's uh supporting cast now it has to be all the people that Al brought back in it, it way well, hey, you have to have the sister you have to have the people spartax because you have to give him that family connection. And then you'll bring back these people from Moranus that he met. Because A, his couple, she had... His, his polyamorous his, his, couple. His polyamorous couple. She had his baby. He's got a son. How are you going to mm-hmm. deal with that? I think if you bring anyone back, the only person I'd really like to see is probably Rocket. I actually do really appreciate the friendship that Rocket and Star Lord had. I think it's a lot better than the one that him and Nova have. I know a lot of people like that one for some reason. And they like ship them together It's like, you know, they love each other. And it's like... Nova they love be- him i don't i don't get it but they nova love him. doesn't deserve um <laughs> he's so i'm rude. sorry i'm sorry he just does he is
1: he's very he's nice so nasty even nice. back
0: in the new warriors i didn't see it for him he was he used to say stuff about justice and i didn't appreciate it <laughs> that <laughs> made me realize i don't like when i went back and started reading new warriors because of you and i was like oh i really do not like nova he's like not a good person. <laughs> not it. Yeah. And I didn't mind it every time this was called him Buckethead or like a meathead. <laughs> they were always dragging him. Like yeah. That was, uh, but yeah. So it's like, I don't see that. I, I'd like the friendship with Rocket. He actually, kn- he told Nova how they named the son Rocket. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Rocket's got to meet the baby. We got to mm-hmm. go back and get the baby. I'm telling you, if Wing is not writing a star Wars series, I don't know what I'm
1: he seems like a Star-Lord fan. For him to have, like, you know, Brought really back. Re- reached back and, like, and fixed everything. And the Master of like
0: the Sun is such fan. a cool concept, also. Just, like, this, like, omnipotent space god. Like, just go, you know, just go still save some people. I'm not mad at you getting cosmic. Come on up here. It's I fun. Look I out for the like, stars. I feel like it's, it's still a little mystical. It's like mystical space <laughs> you know it's like, i will
1: say that sometimes when you get into space the line between the two kind of blurs it, it's
0: divination i'm a fan secretly that's oh, like okay one of my, that's like one of my superpowers that i really like or that they yeah. that I think is underrated divination that's a hot one This makes huh. me remember my harry potter days <laughs> i got invited to a, um a harry potter meets circuit party themed Birthday bash. Okay, you got your harness. You got your jock. There. So someone told me that I should wear a jock of invisibility, a black harness. (laughs) 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 Harness and um, I should get like a cape with a hood. And I was like, I I love a hood.
1: You love a hood, yeah. (laughs) Hood.
0: hood. any excuse I can use to wear a cape out the house, I'll take. Yeah. But. I was like, but with the jogging visibility is like, is it like, should I still wear a jogger or are you like trying to be cheeky and say, like, don't wear anything? I think they wanted to see you naked. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what they
1: wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you could always just, you know, pick a house.
0: Pick yeah. A Harry Potter house and do those things I, I, I took the quiz a few years ago. I'm a sliver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you are.
0: So I don't know what that means. <laughs> of <course> you
1: <laughs> <right>. Everything you <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means. It's you. Yeah. I am a uh Ravenclaw. Oh, I can see that. hmm Yeah. I mind that business. But don't mm-hmm. fuck with me. <laughs> you know? Wait. Slytherin's no, that- that got that bite. I don't know. Uh. I'm nice.
0: I'm nice. <laughs> 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 i'm very nice no i am but no it's been um i've been having a good time and okay. rereading star lord this is his month mm-hmm. it's october i hope everyone gets the game we're gonna t- i'm gonna talk about the game a little bit later on in the month of course obviously when it comes out i might write something out for it because i'm going to get it if i had time to play it life be busy who would you want to like write a star lord book you want to
1: keep Ewing on a solo or would you rather shake it up a little?
0: I want to keep Ewing on a solo just so he can kind of like finish all the stuff that he was starting and get that out the way. Um, after that, I have not really thought about it. Mm. It would probably just be Randy though, I won't lie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, 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 just, I'll be real. We just... Hey. There's, there's a nice little cluster. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> and you know? When you want to pull a man, you pull a man. Yeah, and it's like I again, I think about. I be wanting Kelly Thompson to write all my female favorite characters. <laughs> so, but I also think again about like you and how you're a really big space fan. And like me and you talk like off air and stuff like that. And I'll ask you who would you want to write certain space stories and how you kind of have like trouble picking people sometimes. Yeah, there's not many people who I feel like have really been able to hit that like cosmic. Cosmic. Thing groove and then yeah. again i think about like star lord and where they've taken him like i said it's like a mystical cosmic now so it's like you can not only got to be cosmic but you got to be mystical and i've only seen but so many writers kind of do both of those well Alan and ram happen to be two of those people i think you know? in order
1: for you to even really get cosmic stuff while like i said while i may not be that into magic or whatever but like i think in order for you to really hit the cosmic stuff i think you have to know both aspects of like the cosmic and the magic and how they would like interact out in space otherwise they can kind of like kind of fall a little flat because magic obviously exists but so do these like crazy cosmic things you got to be able to kind of tell the difference between the two or at least have your own like interpretation of what that is so you can kind of really dive into the characters but i really haven't seen anybody that really hits that like that cosmic corner i'd love to
0: I think um, I think as Philip Kennedy John, well, he doesn't work for Marvel, but I think as Philip Kennedy Johnson kind of takes Superman and the authority out into War World and hits that, I think he's going to be the one. I think he's the person who's got the keys to the kingdom. Okay,
1: I want him to take over the Fantastic Four. Ah! <laughs> ah! I want. It. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I was reading this action comics and I was like, "Oh, this would be—it's—it it's, would give. <laughs> yeah. It would give.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. would really have the dynamics down on top of all the action and mm-hmm. exploration and all that. The science—I need it.
0: He's got it. I will say, even though I would never read it, I would support you getting Philip Kennedy Johnson on the Fantastic Four.
1: I appreciate that. If I got that whole team and uh, Daniel Samperi, too, King, that would be good. That'd, that'd be, be hot. Good.
0: I really wonder what he's going to do next. Oh, he should come draw Star-Lord. Al Ewing and Daniel Samperi on Star-Lord. The legendary Star-Lord. This is what you I go. Would like. This is what I'm putting out into the universe. I'm going to tweet this later also. Don't let me forget.
1: Okay. <laughs> is that his title? Is that his title? The legendary Star-Lord? Is that like his... Yeah.
0: That's that's what they like, gave like him. his uncanny X-Men? Like that's his... Yeah, he didn't really have one before. Like, um, I mean, I guess they would call him something like in the comic. They were like, oh, he's the legendary Star Lord, da da But when he finally got the book, they finally gave him the tagline of the legendary Star Lord. Okay. So, but I think that was more so for the movie because again, mm-hmm. he was in the movie like I'm Star Lord. Everybody knows me, and it's like no, we don't.
1: That post like MCU life is gonna be interesting for a lot of these comic book characters. Like as they don't have movies anymore. Where are they gonna go?
0: What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. What will the MCU, What will Marvel look like?
1: Oh, the X Men. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Boom. Uh. <laughs> oh wow. It's oh, gonna wow. be hot when they start that that synergy. And Marvel again, if you're listening, I I need y'all to go full synergy juice. I need you. I need the whole thing. I don't need you to like you know only give them a little bit. When it's time for the X-Men to be in MCU, I want them everywhere like y'all did everybody else.
0: Okay? Like, everywhere. (laughs) I want them on every banner, every like, little whatever, promo piece. I want all the adverts. Everywhere. Please. And that's that. Let's go ahead, take a break, and then we'll come back for the relaunches. Are you gonna get the Guardians of the game?
1: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I wanted to play as other the other characters. I didn't want to just be Star Lord.
0: Who you want to play as, Drax? <laughs>
1: you want to play as Drax? Is that no, I don't doing? want to be no damn Drax. But like, <laughs> I would like to be somebody. I don't know. You want to
0: be Gamora? The gays love to pick this
1: up. <laughs> Maybe <can't>. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is sick. Anyways, hello everyone. Welcome back. We are here for everyone's favorite part of the show, and that is our relaunch section. Now, would you like? would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first?
1: Um,
0: you go first. You okay. Go first. Well, obviously this is Star Lord's month. Um, so my re- my relaunch is like a relaunch, but not really. It's um, I would love a mini series for Star Lord, and in this mini series, I really just wanted to focus on him and his life in Moranus that we saw um with like no, it doesn't even have to be like anything super long um obviously it's the miniseries so it wouldn't be long but i'm saying like dealing with all the different lives but just maybe like a poignant mission or something that he went on with the two folks that he ended up falling in love with and becoming that relationship and seeing that build and like something they went through there because again we saw flashes of it in the guardians book and a lot of it seemed really exciting he had on all these cute little suits there was this one specifically that was like red and black and it had like this little wing harness hot okay uh, and just like getting a little bit more of that because again i think where they've kind of taken star lord now with this whole like master of the sun little mystical astrologist as spartak stuff it gets a little bit bigger than all of that so if we could just get some callbacks to again and it gets deeper into the relationship that he was building with them, and like seeing that unfold um i think that would be really nice you know star lord legends of Moranus, morning
1: okay I've been into it. I liked when they got a little,
0: you know, spicy out there with him and his little couple. So that'd be fun. him <laughs> forget yeah. about Gamora, cause he was surely there. Like, oh, I'm only here. I only got one girl on my brain, and like. And he lasted for a long time, for years. Okay, and then it was like, never mind. <laughs> then he was like, hmm, maybe instead of just her, the mm-hmm. both of them. <laughs> um, this, this is that's my relaunch. Just a nice little quiet meaning to kind of give a little backstory. I think it's needed every now and again
1: okay okay all right so my relaunch then this week is also cosmic keeping it up there and i'm going to relaunch nova now i'm going to bring eve back in back for nova and um we all remember her from the infinity wars uh tie-in that they were doing back in the day when you know i'm sorry secret wars um when the universe was ending and they were basically basically what they brought over miles Morales to. Uh, yeah. The main universe and shut down the ultimate one. There was this really cool Nova family who um, they all were Novas and they had the powers of the Novas. They had these really cool costumes and uh, Eve was even had Nova, was a
0: Nova
1: right. So Eve <laughs> was like the main Nova. She was actually a Nova member, but it's the end of the world and Thanos is coming looking for uh, a. I think I forget which stone he was looking for. I think it was a Reality Stone. Either way, um, she had other like nova star things of what they use and like when they put those on it puts the costume on so she deputized her whole family and everyone became like nova's and i would have that whole family come back and be a part of the nova corps okay would you have well could you know she gave birth yeah i saw that so like i saw that they're basically kind of i don't know if they're giving towards that era or something you know kind of like a future state thing you know what i mean like because in that mm. in the Secret Wars version, the family was like kind of already around. Yeah. So.
0: And she finally like just had one of the daughters in the six one six. You know what? You know who she'd be a good partner with. Mm. Invisible one.
1: Ooh. I like it. I like moms that a lot.
0: Doing the thing oh. together.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. There it is, I- y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I like that a lot. Like going yeah, out she, space bench superhero stuff. She could come to Sue as like, you know, how do you do this whole superhero and mom thing? Like this mm-hmm. child is screaming, I gotta go see these people who are screaming, like what's tea? You know, mm-hmm. and they start being friends and maybe do some things. She gets her out of the Fantastic Four for a little bit, you know. Sue needs a I couple of like that. Friends. I like that. Oh. But you yeah. woke it up. I like that. <laughs> For, for your Nova family, would you have their uniforms look like the rest of the Nova Corps or would you give them um, something else? Because I know uh, in the 616, Eve's costume is like red.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I would actually
0: probably, I won't want
1: them like kind of be back in the core. I would want all of them to have their own individual stories and stuff going on within the core, um, instead of just having their own suits and only dealing with like family stuff and putting on the suits from their family. I would want each of them to all become members. Of, okay. like, this re- of this re core eventually obviously with the daughter only being born now she could like join that. Yeah. but like i would want the family
0: to eventually be the thing mm-hmm. okay I- i'm into it i mean yeah again i support it
1: she's I great I, I thought them. she was fantastic in that i hated that they brought them in for that many and then we never saw them so and
0: it was like really shocking because I feel like a lot of other stuff from the um whole Secret Wars thing like got brought over or like was touched on again. And mm-hmm. I mean I guess technically she was, but it was just wasn't in the same capacity. Like she's just giving birth. No, we know the family exists. We want the whole thing. We want the whole thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that's my relaunch. I would bring her and the family back. Um definitely her, and like reestablish yeah. the Nova Corps. But I mean, I think the Nova Corps, I don't even know what where they are right now out in space they were destroyed and it's Jess, Richard and Alexander. Are
0: they I have never known anything about the Novas and I don't think I'll ever be able to tell you anything about the Novas. <laughs> well, you could if they got into Eve. I know that would wake it up. So I don't know. I think I think I like her from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even give it too much of a try? <laughs>
1: too much space for you? Star is enough? Like if she popped over in the Star Lord book. Yeah, okay. I'd be mean, like,
0: oh, okay. It's Eve. Okay. It's the
1: Nova. What's That's up? the Nova you want her to be friends with, not Richard. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> not us erasing Richard. <laughs> <Rudder>. <laughs> sorry to the Richard Ryder fans. Hey. I'm sorry. He's yeah, thriving, for some no. people, not me alright you All right, y'all. Well, then that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Um, you can find us on YouTube at another relaunch. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me on most of your social media platforms at LZ. Kenan, where can they find you?
0: You guys know you can find me at Keenan Lance, and there's an underscore at the
1: Boom. All right, y'all. Um, let's get up out of here and we will check y'all next week.
0: Peace Thanks. out.